five minutes to play in the third quarter. When I think of him, I think of his faith, number one. I think of his family, number two. And then I think of, uh, you know, um, how he treats people. And then I think of, you know, he's a, he's a great kicker. And I think um, that's a way cool thing. Now, from the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. I like cuts courtesy of the Baylor Sports Media Network. Welcome in on a Monday. John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton in the Allen Samuel Studios. I'm connecting with you from our office space here in the Simpson Athletic and Academic Center. And a couple of highlights there. And uh, Coach Dave Aranda speaking about Baylor's Isaiah Hankins, who was named today the Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week. And very deserving for Isaiah. Uh, what do you do on Saturday we heard a couple of his field goals a 54 yarder that was a career high also hit from 46 43 and 43 he uh, had a couple of extra points to go along with it so 14 points on the day by Isaiah Hankins oh and by the way he kicked off uh, that had been Jack Stone but Isaiah Hankins took over uh, at least for Saturday took over kickoff duties so uh, quite a well-rounded day for Hankins sophomore entrepreneurship and corporate innovation major named as the Big 12 special teams player of the week all in a 32-29 Baylor win over Cincinnati on Saturday. Talk about that and let you hear uh, Coach Dave Aranda's press conference coming up in the hour today. Welcome in. We are glad you are with us on this Monday. Bears with the win get to 3-4 and four on the season, 2-2 two and two in Big 12 conference play. Eight coming in this week. Uh, Cyclones uh, are here for homecoming. It's homecoming week on the Baylor campus, which is always big. Plenty of activities. And uh, the centerpiece, of course, is the football game Saturday afternoon, 2.30 kickoff for Baylor and Iowa State. Uh, normally on uh, a Monday like this, we can give you the kick time for the following game, the game that will follow Iowa State. That's Baylor and Houston November 4th. But the networks have uh, exercised their six-day option on that, so we won't know until after the games are played this Saturday, the kick time for Baylor and Houston on November 4th. But a good win for Baylor uh, on the road at Cincinnati. Aaron Baylor is undefeated on the road this year. They are 2-0 in road games. wonder if they could uh, petition uh, the Big 12 to see if they could wear all white at home. Maybe that might help, uh, you know, because uh, when they're wearing all white, they've won twice this year at UCF and at Cincinnati. Yeah, and it's so weird because they've obviously struggled so much at home when they had the had – going into the season, had eight home games, you thought, well, that's where they're going to kind of eat, if they, if you know what I mean. Exactly, right. Uh, but they haven't so far at home, but they've been able to do it on the road with two narrow but really huge Big 12 wins over UCF and, and then Saturday against Cincinnati. Yep, very much so. So whatever they're doing, uh, doing things right on the road. And uh, it was interesting. We thought there were signs of – 
uh, the extra time Baylor had with the bye week the previous week. You know, they shifted guys around in the offensive line. Colton Price got his first start. He started at center. They moved Clark Barrington to left guard. Uh, Campbell Barrington moved to uh, right guard. Gavin Byers out to right tackle. Alvin Abosile stayed at left tackle for the Bears, but kind of shifted things around in that offensive line, uh, which I thought was a good thing. You know, you you see uh, an issue and you do what you can to uh, correct the issue, and I think that was part of it, those adjustments they made in the offensive line on Saturday. Yeah, it did really did look totally different than than two weeks before against Texas Tech, and it was good to see. And against a really good defensive front for yes. Cincinnati, Baylor <laughs> didn't even – they had one running back rush, one running back carry in the first half. And so that was they were in the first quarter, wasn't it? How about, what was it? The first running back carry was – Pretty late in the first quarter, wasn't it? Oh, I think so, yeah. Uh, it might may have been later than that. I'm not sure. But we were keeping an eye on that because uh, they weren't even to try just straight handoffs and runs up the middle, that big defensive front for Cincinnati. Uh, so they tried different things. Uh, as uh, Coach Randa told us in the pregame on Saturday, they wanted to run the ball without running it and throw the ball without throwing it (laughs) and he explained what that meant you know uh, basically run without running it would have been short passes or sweeps or you know just not runs up the middle and then throw it without throwing it would have been uh, you know just uh, screens and uh, flares out to the outside and short passes you know that maybe just gain a few yards but you know it, it would be maybe something you would get in running plays big game for Keytron Jackson, that was fun to see. We've been waiting for that guy to really have a big game, and he did on Saturday. So, uh, so that was really good to see. Yeah, and you were mentioning the type of run plays and pass plays that they were utilizing, and all of them involved staying away from Dante Corleone, right? Their All-American nose tackle, and they did a great job of that. I think I, I remember hearing his name once when they did try to run off tackle. And I think it was probably about late in the third quarter and he completely stuffed the play and we didn't hear his name again because they, <laughs> they kept the ball away from him the, the entire rest of the game pretty much. And it worked, you know, when they, when you have someone that dominant and to be honest, probably that much better than everyone else on their defense, you just game plan around him and you, yeah. you can beat them. And that's what they did. Yeah, exactly, and uh, I thought it was a really good plan for the Bears. Uh, they got the lead and, and held on to it. Cincinnati was driving late. Some really big plays in the Baylor secondary. I think those young guys are really starting to assert themselves. We mentioned Keetron Jackson. He had five catches for 130 yards on Saturday. So, again, he was a big, big part of the uh, of the Baylor game plan and part of their success. Monterey Baldwin, seven catches for 49 yards on the day. Um, so, big win for the Bears. 32-29 over Cincinnati. Now looking forward to uh, Iowa State coming in this Saturday, 2.30 kickoff on homecoming at McLean Stadium. Uh, also from the weekend, uh, Big 12-wise, uh, Texas and Houston uh, ended up being a tight game down in Houston, um, but uh, the uh, the Longhorns won that one. 
31 to uh, 24 was the final score. Um, Oklahoma, uh, let's see, Oklahoma back in action after a week off. They were given everything they could handle from UCF. UCF had the lead. Aaron, didn't they late? And Oklahoma had to score late to win that game, 31-29. Yeah, that, that is always a game that they could have easily won. Just a, a, a tough, hard-fought game, and Oklahoma comes out on top. Same thing with Houston, and Houston actually, I mean, that game should have went into overtime. A terrible spot. Mm. He had the first down easily. I don't know why. The, they they didn't have their challenge, and it wasn't under two minutes, but it was just such a terrible spot. And people were like, oh, those happen. Guess what? <laughs> they always happen <laughs> Two teams not named Texas or Notre Dame or Alabama. You know what I mean? They happen to Wake Forest and Houston and Baylor and SMU. Funny how that works out. That's funny. Yeah, and that was uh, – I didn't see it, of course, but that was like inside the 10-yard line, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe it was at the 8 or the 9. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if they get that first down, they still have to score the touchdown to tie it, but I like their chances. So Texas wins by seven there. Oklahoma State beat West Virginia 48-34. Ollie Gordon is the Big 12's Offensive Player of the Week. That guy's really coming on. 282 yards rushing and four touchdowns on 29 carries. Most rushing yards by an FBS player in a game this season. Uh, BYU put it on Texas Tech, 27-14 to out in Provo. And how about K-State all over TCU? 41-3 to was the final from Manhattan on Saturday. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that was the most shocking score of the weekend to me. Just that there wasn't a game at all, just yeah. total domination. And I didn't think that. I thought Kansas State would win, but I didn't think it would be like that. That was pretty brutal. Yeah, I know. Of the Baylor Kansas State game last year when, you know, Kansas State beat Baylor 31 to 3. Yeah. It was yeah. that dominant of performance. That's true. So those are the results from Saturday. Uh, look ahead. Oklahoma plays at Kansas, Houston at K State, West Virginia at UCF, BYU plays at Texas, uh, Cincinnati at Oklahoma State, and Iowa State in Waco to play Baylor coming up on Saturday. All right, uh, we're off and running on a Monday. We are glad you are with us. We'll let you listen in to the Dave Aranda Press Conference coming up in just a few minutes. Right now, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. John Morris Show from the Alan Samuels Studios. Thanks to Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Third and 10 at the Charger 25. Only heard here. here. Herbert back. Pressure coming again. All season. Throws it out. Intercepted. Gilmore. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Los Angeles Rams. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Rams. Sunday morning starting with the pregame at 11 here on ESPN Central Texas. I'm Joe Kaleo. If you're a small business owner, you know the value of trusted advice. We're here to build a relationship with you and help navigate the financial complexities you may encounter. Your success is our passion. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. Duly Noted Law is a firm without the sledgehammer. 
I'm Michael Dooley, and you don't have to press one to talk. I'm not a fast food restaurant, and I don't wear a suit and tie, unless you want me to. I've met so many Central Texans who want to start a business with an online service. Cheap on the front end, but it creates a poor foundation. Duly Noted Law creates an affordable, strong base to keep the money that you've earned in your pocket. Let's meet at DulyNoted.com, a human side of the law. Want to celebrate the Bears' big win or watch every road game on big screen TVs? Sound up loud and Bear fans all around? The Buckle is where you need to be. With a location just off campus, within walking distance of the stadium, the Buckle is a perfect den for food and beverages. Open two hours before kickoff. And get ready for the Buckle's full restaurant, opening in China Spring real soon. Drop on by the Buckle, the place for Bears to be. Listen to the John Moore Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. Is buying a home on your wish list? Whether you are looking for your first home or your next home, an educated home buyer is the best home buyer. NeighborWorks Waco. Free home buyer education workshop walks you through the home buying process and answers your questions about everything from money management, understanding credit, obtaining a mortgage loan, and shopping for a home to protecting your investment. NeighborWorks Waco has assisted over 3,200 families in achieving their dreams of home ownership. Visit us at nw-waco.org and let us help you make home ownership a reality. Need help with investments or insurance? How about retirement? Let Colby Witt at Witt Financial Group help secure your today and your tomorrow. Making financial decisions isn't easy. That's why Witt Financial Group can help understand what's right for you. Specializing in 401k rollovers, insurance planning, and saving tax dollars through strategic planning. Call Witt Financial Group today at 254-723-5471. That's 254-723-5471. Witt Financial Group, located in Waco. Don't wait. Call today. Dynamic Fabrication Solutions specializes in industrial maintenance, structural steel fabrication, and erection, all forms of welding, and much more. Their team of qualified professionals have secured a sterling reputation in delivering high-quality products and outstanding customer service. They are committed to delivering the best product possible in an efficient manner so you can move forward with peace of mind. Dynamic Fabrication Solution LLC is the number one specialty contractor in Central Texas. For more information, dynamic-fs.com. Locally owned and operated, Prestige Recycling is your hometown shredding and recycling company. They're a step above, bringing easy, community-friendly recycling to the greater Waco area. Offering commercial business recycling services. They take aluminum tin cans, cardboard, glass, paper, and plastic. They also offer community drop-off bins located out front of their offices for recycling. Prestige also offers safe and secure document destruction services to commercial business and residents. Prestige Recycling, located at 5198 South Loop 340 in Robinson. Back with us, John Morris Show, brought to you in part by Alliance Bank. Alliance Bank, Central Texas, two locations in Waco, one in Temple, one in Georgetown. That is Alliance Bank, Central Texas. We're also brought to you by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. Closed on Mondays, but back at it for a big, big homecoming week, beginning tomorrow morning with breakfast. How about this? Remember uh, the private events that are available. You can reserve a space and host and enjoy and connect a private event at the Baylor 
Baylor Club. Contact uh, the main number is 254-710-8080. We always tell you that. Or uh, specifically, the private events team is Samantha Hernandez, 254-710-8081. Or Taylor Roan at 254-710-8076. If you forget those numbers, the main number, 254-710-8080. That is the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. Mentioned a couple of other uh, things from the weekend, and uh, actually one coming up tonight. Baylor Soccer closes the regular season tonight. They're at uh, Houston this evening. Baylor on the verge of clinching a spot and uh, in very good position to clinch a spot to the Big 12 tournament that begins uh, next week. So Baylor at Houston to close the regular season tonight Baylor soccer and Baylor volleyball had a uh, uh, top 25 uh, two game set against UCF this weekend and won both of them Baylor beat Baylor was number 21 UCF was number 24 Baylor beat them three one on uh, Saturday and that's after UCF won the first set and Baylor won the next three to win that one 3-1 then came out yesterday and swept UCF 3-0 so they lost the first set of the weekend series and then won the next six to sweep past UCF that was a great weekend for Ryan McGuire and Baylor volleyball next up they will go to Austin to play Texas coming up uh, two matches back to back Thursday and Friday all right as we mentioned uh, I want you to listen in to the Dave Aranda press conference coming up. Want to have plenty of time for that, so let's take a break, and we'll be back with that in just a moment. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe, the Pioneer Boys, 2003 South Loop 340 in Waco, also a location in Bryan. Remember, they deliver and unload. Open 24-7 on the web at pioneerboys.com. That is Pioneer Steel and Pipe. We're also brought to you by D'Amore Fine Jewelers. D'Amore at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. This is ESPN Central Texas. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham. Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. 1424 Bistro, located in downtown Waco, has been serving Central Texas for over 20 years. 1424 Bistro, the restaurant that helped create the fine dining experience Waco is best known for. 1424 Bistro provides a unique and fine dining experience so many Wacoans have known and loved for many, many years. 1424 Bistro is dedicated to providing exquisite dishes that are fresh, hearty, and simply unforgettable. Waco's home for good food, wine, and conversation. From fresh seafood, steaks, lamb, to chicken piccata, and of course, let's not forget about some of their incredible appetizers like flaming cheese and calamari, and finish off with their white chocolate bread pudding or creme brulee. Come enjoy dinner at 1424 Bistro in downtown Waco on 1424 Washington Avenue. Come enjoy tonight. 
Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. And when it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV, Bird Colgen Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models like the Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. Bird Colgen Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at Bird Colgen Ford. Experience better at Bird Colgen Ford. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sport-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. And when injuries sideline you, don't wait for Monday. Join us at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday mornings for our post-game injury evaluation clinic. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, we get you back in the game. For over 30 years, you've counted on the family of Diamore Fine Jewelers to make life's most precious memories unforgettable. Diamore specializes in full custom designs, including custom CAD renderings, 3D wax printing, and a team of friendly custom jewelry experts. Diamore Fine Jewelers will be there for your custom engagement ring when she says yes and for the next 30 years. Thank you for choosing DMRA Fine Jewelers. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. You're listening to the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. To kind of pound the rock and to continue to um, focus on being intentional in meetings and practice and to continue to focus, try to find an edge. You know, these guys, particular guys, maybe some of them are young, maybe some of them are second, third chances or tries or bites at the apple uh, and have an opportunity to kind of make it with special teams. I think that was kind of the focus. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Back with us, that is Coach Dave Aranda, a portion of his press conference from earlier today. The Bears coming off the win over Cincinnati, hosting Iowa State this Saturday afternoon at McLean Stadium. So I want you to listen in now to Coach Dave Aranda's weekly meeting with the media over the noon hour today. It's good to see you guys. Um, just coming off this 
this game and the road trip. It's good to be back. It's um, it's exciting to be in another game week versus, this is a, uh, versus a really strong opponent, one that that I respect greatly, and you know, um, Coach Campbell and just the staff there, and you know, their body of work just speaks for itself. And then you put on the tape, and you see it all over again. You know, a new um, a new grouping, uh, new faces, uh, but same same results, and so. Um, what a challenge ahead of us. But I feel like it's, it, in a lot of ways, this is exactly what we need. You know, um, to win this game, we're going to have to run the ball. To win this game, we're going to have to stop the run. To win this game, we're going to have to do grown-up things in a grown-up game. And um, so I'm looking forward to that challenge. I know that our team is going to and expecting a really good week uh, of preparation. Take any questions that you guys got. Dave, uh, you know how much special teams can impact the game. Obviously, it was big the other day. Um, do you like how your special teams has developed, and, and do you feel like it can continue, can continue to, uh, you know, make that sort of impact? Appreciate that. I thought, you know, we had one of our better weeks of practice leading up to the tech game with special teams and was um, really thinking that this is going to be a breakout game and there's been so much work in this and you know the details were kind of coming easy the hard things were becoming fun and um, you know the learning things were becoming just fast and violent and was figuring here we go we're finally here and it was our worst special teams game and um you know, there's been some of that this year. And so to kind of pound the rock and to continue to um, focus on being intentional in meetings and practice and to continue to focus, try to find an edge of, you know, these guys, particular guys, maybe some of them are young, maybe some of them are second, third chances or tries or bites at the apple and, and have an opportunity to kind of make it with special teams. I think that was kind of the focus. And a lot of those guys stood, stood up and, and performed really well and I thought you know that day that we we're expecting to have a couple weeks ago we had on Saturday and so you know that has to be the standard now and I think when there are our pains um, you know self-inflicted pains growing pains there's all various different types of pains on offense and or defense you'd like for special teams to kind of be a glue that can hold some of it together and get you the field position and get you out of a jam and get you points and um, take away points and that and so um, I'm hopeful that's where it can go moving forward Last year, the environment kind of was made a big deal at Iowa State. You know, you guys having to deal with that environment, mm -hmm. how do you think uh, you guys are going to have to almost replicate that at McLean and give that kind of, same, kind of same environment just at home this time? Appreciate that. Yeah, I think a big part of that is us starting fast. I think we have to start faster than what we have. And... Um, you know, whether that is the uh, first drive on offense, having some success and getting points out of it, or at the very least moving the ball and um, having some positive plays. And then defensively, you know, uh, first uh, two or three drives, you know, um, illustrating uh, our run fits and our, our pass rush and our coverage abilities and all of that at the get-go. I think we have to be able to start fast. And I think that would help get the crowd into it. That would help get the crowd to go, you know, this isn't what it's been. Uh, this is different. Um, you know, I have to pay attention to this. And I think, uh, you know, we have a big responsibility in that. And to get it to where um, it has been in the past with our home crowd and all of it is way is way important and um, 
It's a big factor for this week, and it's something I'm going to talk about a lot. Dave, you kind of addressed it after the game, but do you feel like the answers are there for run defense? Like the pieces are there, the whatever it takes? Yeah, I appreciate that. We So I thought throughout um, – you know, if you if you go through all of these, are the the water is muddy on all of these things, and so you know, it's much easier to speak of um, to speak when it's really clear water, but it's muddy f- from the beginning, and so it's it's trying to get the uh, it's it's, um, it's trying to, to to be as as clear and as precise as we can in in just this right here talking to you i think you know ucf that um there was a lot of bad early there was really good later i thought even with um even with with tech and um some of the yards are given up there there was tighter run fits there was um in the interior people were were not playing primary to secondary gap kind of at will they were holding their gaps we had fits we had a linebacker here and a safety here and an edge was here and you know it um you know from the lens of a coach it looked like hey here's everyone they know what they're doing they know where they they know where they're supposed to be and all that and um and so while it wasn't um perfect or good it was improved and we took a step back on Saturday. And so that's unfortunate. And, um, you know, I think to start the game, there was some positives, um, you know, in that second series. I thought the first series, you know, um, this was um, a f- the second start for our star. Um, and um, he's done a bunch of great things. And he's a, a great player. And I think we'll continue to just only get better. And, um, you know, I want to say in those first, I mean, the very first play was lined up on the wrong side. The third play, he's supposed to adjust and didn't adjust, and there's a big run. And, um, you know, there's just a lot of things that we can be better at. And I think, you know, um, you expect some of those things maybe on the first game, not the second one, but I guess it was the first away game. And so, you know, those those growing pains you have to learn from and you have to build up confidence with, and you have to not do it again, you know. And so... Um, you know, for us to defend the run, the, the, the pieces are there. Uh, we have to be able to put it together. It's past time to do that. Coach, you said you wanted to start fast on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You said you want to play better at home. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about how important it is that y'all are returning home for homecoming to get that win? Appreciate that. Yeah, I think um, we're, fi- we're fixing on having some former players come and talk to the team just about how important homecoming is and what how important it is to play well at McLean and uh, just their experiences of what it's like when McLean is rocking and it's at its um, at its peak and you know I just think um, you know there is right now I think especially when you know things are not going great and there's adversity and there's there's um, you know people for you people against you uh, when you go on the road it's very clear that most everyone's against you and so the lines are kind of clearly drawn and so it's us versus everybody and I think when you're at home those lines are blurred maybe and um, I just think you know we're thinking too much in those in those frameworks um, I wouldn't I don't really like us thinking that way I'd rather just I'd rather us just focus on the task at hand and um, here's what we can do to accomplish this win here's what we can do to um, to win this play to win this series to win this quarter to win this game and so a, a lot of it's going to be refocusing on that um, 
and getting that mindset, you know, in the moment and in the process of all of it and to try to let go of some of the outside. But then I think along with that, just the, the history and the, line, the lineage of guys that have come before and have really played well at home, I think that is important and I uh, want our guys to know. You brought up Gavin Byers after the Cincinnati game as kind of being on both sides, immaturity, immaturity. Uh-huh. What adversity has he gone through and kind of how did he recreate your recreate himself appreciate that yeah the um you know gavin gavin's one to where um has always had the ability and has always had the the um the work ethic and i think it's been when he hasn't been in the building and he hasn't been with football it's it's been um the effort in the time away and it's been in the um attention to detail and the uh, focus on things that are not within the building that are kind of on his own. You know, you could say that um, everything is important and everything counts and everything matters. You could say how you do anything is how you do everything. These are things that are very hard for, um, you know, almost 50-year-old men, much less, you know, college students. And, and I think it's been, um, it's been a growth for him uh, to... Um, uh, to kind of adopt a professional attitude, so to speak, of the away, um, the nutrition, the uh, prehab and rehab, uh, the focus on, um, you know, in the classroom and his schooling. And it's just crazy how when those things are kind of brought into focus and are being attacked and not and another way of saying this is not being run away from when there's an embracing of everything and then how football kind of gets taken care of. Um, without a whole bunch of effort, you know. And so I think that that describes him. And then I think, you know, there's some young uh, dudes that are in that room with him. And so I think there's been just a growth of him uh, being one of the boys to kind of being one of the dads. And I think that just kind of naturally comes when you've got young guys like that and you reach a certain point where, like, you're the old dude, you know. And then you start kind of acting like an old dude, which is, uh, for us, is a good thing. Dave, uh, one of the possessions the other day, I think you guys lost three yards. And you still get points out of it because Isaiah mm-hmm. makes a long kick. What mm-hmm. do you say about how he's playing? I appreciate that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, th- I spoke a little bit this on Saturday, but I just think that Isaiah is just uh, a way strong example of what can be possible. And I think, you know, um, when I think of him, I think of his faith, number one. I think of his family, number two, and then I think of, uh, you know, um, how he treats people, and then I think of, you know, he's a he's a great kicker, and I think um, that's a way cool thing, and he, you know, that's intentional by him, and he, he um, um, you know, he, all of that matters to him. His faith is a big, big part of his life, and his family is very, very strong for him, and I think those aren't things that he says. Those are things that he does. And, um, you know, I think what's one of the things that's cool about this is that, you know, the light can be shined on on Isaiah and just the way that um, he does what he does and the way he handles himself and everything because I think that can be a, uh, you know, there are people like that <laughs> and, and that can be done that way. And so it's just um, I'm proud of him. Dave, we talked about to open up the run game, you got to open up the passing game. Mm-hmm. You told us last week that your receivers are due for that outing that uh-huh. you know that they're capable of. 
What did you see from the passing game on Saturday, and how are you hoping you know that momentum carries over into this Saturday? Appreciate that. I'm. I'm. Um, I am proud of Keytron and a lot of those one-on-one catches that he had. I think that um, you know there is there is a lot of confidence right now with him walking around, and so that's really cool to see. You know, I think Keytron's been a guy that is that guy, and um, you know, on the inside, he doesn't think he's that guy, and so for him to have some success on the field is, um, you know, I think for some of us, we need to be told that we're that guy. And so I think all of that is a cool thing, uh, and I feel good about that moving forward. I think that, um, you know, I'm disappointed with just our in-breaking routes. I thought we had some runs with some passes that were tagged to it, and um, there is some potential for big plays there. And, um, you know, whether it was a misfire or a, a mishandling, or a, we got to get rid of the misses with that. You know, I think it was the very first play of the game. We had a ball that was spit out fast, and you know, I thought um, we had a hand on a foot, and um, it was maybe we fell forward for three, four yards. That could have been a 20, 30, 40 yard game. And I think that's where we need to be. We need to be in that space, and because um, we've got guys, I believe, that are those guys. And so, um, you know, we got an opportunity on Saturday for all that. You know, if we could take some of the one-on-one throws and that confidence and, and that and then apply that into, you know, runs after catches, I think, you know, some of the contested catches we're making, the runs after catch we need to make to be able to help this offense, help this team. Dave, uh, I don't believe Hal Presley played on Saturday. Did he pick up an injury in practice or something else? He did, yeah. Hal is injured, and so um, he's going to be out six to eight weeks. He had lower body injury, and so that was on uh, on Thursday, you know, and so we're we're hopeful that we can get some wins here and um, get into uh, the bowl season, and then we get Hal back. Coach, kind of going back to that running game, you've been talking for weeks now about really getting that established again, but kind of a, another lackluster performance, uh-huh. uh, at least in that regard. Uh-huh. How how's the room kind of responded to maybe those frustrations of not being able to get the ground game going, and how do you go about fixing that this week? Appreciate that. Going into the game, the thought was to throw it a bunch, was to, to have run actions and um, try to get linebackers to get sucked up in line of scrimmage and then throw behind them. And those were those passes that we just talked about that we had the opportunity to complete and we did not. And so that was really the plan going in. And, um, you know, so it was not to run, but it was to give the run actions to try to get the, the, um, the defense to act certain way to create space and you know we have outside leverage on some of the receivers and take advantage of that you know um and so in the second half or in, at halftime rather the discussion was hey we feel good about the run game here you know we haven't i don't know how many runs were actually called in the first half very few and so um i think we started the game with a run and started to go and i thought you know that second half we were they were able to get some running game going I thought that there was some um, some movement that we were able to create. There was some nastiness that we were able to show. And um, there was some positive, you know, falling forward in that. So I think there's a feeling with them of like, hey, man, we can do this. Come on, let's go. And so I think that's a good thing. And, it's, you know, there's a chip on the shoulder probably of all of it. And so I think um, it's probably where you'd want it going into a game like this where we're definitely going to have to run the ball. Kind of like the offensive line, do you feel like you're still trying to find the right combination in the secondary? 
Uh, appreciate that one. Um, I think that a big, um, the big change for us was was um, our movement at Star, and um, feel really good about that. You know, with all the misalignments, you know, um, um, even with all the misalignments, I, I really feel good about our Star and the future of that, uh, with the ability to both cover and then blitz and um, be able to play back at safety as needed. So, I mean, that position's playing corner star and safety and um it's a freshman that's doing it and so i feel really good about that i think the safety spots um you know i think for some of the the perimeter run support you know our crack replacing which we're going to get a fair amount of this in this this game and so you know i think a lot of the ills that we've put on tape whether it's getting adjusted to shifts and motions whether it's fitting off crack replace whether it's um you know, running the ball and it's a light box and they invite you to run and they close down so fast, all those things. The things that have hurt us most are the things that this team does well, you know. And so um, we're kind of running right into that storm, man, and and it's time for that, you know. And I think all the things that we've gone through have, have gotten us ready for that. And, you know, I think um, I feel good about the guys that we've got. We've got to be able to execute better and, you know, I, they're going to watch the tape today and they're going to see it clear and you know, I think we all can get better, coaches included, with some of this. And, um, you know, for us to have a challenge ahead of a game that's way meaningful and a game that's going to way test our deficiencies, I think is right on time for us. What is it about Iowa State that jumps out on tape, both offensively and defensively? Physicality, identity. Um, you know, they play together. They they play complementary football. And so I think it's, um, you know, you know who you're watching and you know what the what the standard is when you watch them. You kind of, Dave. You kind of had um, almost a taste of you know successes and uh, and failures throughout your time uh, or shortcomings, I guess. Uh, uh, how do you kind of evaluate this season and what have you learned as a coach, I guess, with those shortcomings this year? Appreciate that. Yeah, we were talking about that today as a, as a staff. We were watching a clip from um, from um, with the Tua. And he's talking about just kind of his growth as a person and and who he's become and just um, kind of a, his transformation as a person. And it was I thought it was way powerful, you know, had played against Tua. Tua's put up a bunch of points versus us and all of that. And I've seen him and, and just in all of it. And then, you know, being back in Hawaii and and um, knowing uh, Cowley and the coach that coached him in high school and known as his his parents and just all that is that Tua was, was always just been I think kind of self-enclosed grit your teeth eyes down you know and um, obviously when it's time to perform he does that but off the field just looks like 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 um, like a indentured servitude maybe Kids, so to see this interview where um, you know, he's smiling he's lighthearted, there's a joy in there I think that's just the power of a mentor or a coach. You're talking about his coach that he has now. And I just think it's so cool. And, and you know, so one, of, one of the things that came up in that um, when we're talking is, well, you know, Dave, their record is so-and-so. I know the game last night, but, you know, it's, you know when you win, you can so much, you know, um, it's easy to talk like this and it's easy to be like this and everyone's petting on your back or they're having this kind of interview that highlights this thing and it's just but you know and while i you know i agree with that and i can see that but i think when you can um like when you're suffering and if 
if you see that God in your suffering, then any type of like wounds you take on or can be sacred wounds. And was, I think the words I use is the ordinary life of a coach can become now a godly uh, journey, right? And so I just think, and, and when there's people around you that are just like, what do I do? What do we, you know, the sky is falling, all this thing. And uh, very well, maybe, you know, but you could be that transformational thing that could help like a Tua or these other people. And I think that's the main calling right there. That's the deal. And so, I, you know, um, yeah, I think, you know, it's probably, it's all easier when you win. I think it's probably more real when you lose. So I'd say it like that. That's Dave Aranda, his weekly meeting with the media earlier today. The Bears uh, coming off the win over Cincinnati, hosting Iowa State for the homecoming game this Saturday, 2.30 at McLean Stadium. Take a break. Back with uh, more. Wrap things up. Look ahead. Share some birthdays with you. Oh, big birthday day here on October 23rd. We'll share all that with you when we come back. Stay with us. John Morris Show will continue on ESPN Central Texas. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Save thousands of dollars on a new or used boat at Marineland Boating Center's fall clearance sale. Marineland is now your local dealer for Mercury Motor Power National Bestsellers, Tracker, Sun Tracker, Nitro, and Tahoe. So we're clearing out our previous inventory, and many of our boats are now priced at dealer invoice costs. You won't find these prices anywhere else. Or you can be one of the first to buy a new 2024 model Tracker with a powerful Mercury motor. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 and Loop 340. Marineland Boating Center is an authorized WRNG boat dealer. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. Listen to the John Moore Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they will also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center. 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cnccollisioncenter.com and find them on Facebook. 
Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch, like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. Back with us, John Morris Show, final segment on Monday. We do appreciate you being with us. Thanks again to Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business on the web at alansamuelsdcj.com. Hey, uh, the uh, con- conversation continues with the Matt Mosley Show coming up. Aaron, uh, I know it's a big night. Game 7 for the Astros and Rangers coming up tonight in Houston. Rangers won 9-2 to two last night. How about that grand slam uh, by Adolis uh, in the, in the uh, ninth inning that really put it out of reach? What a win for the Rangers last night. Absolutely, and uh, just just an amazing game. An amazing, like it was, it was so. I was surprised. I guess I shouldn't have been with Bruce Bochy as the manager, but for them to come back after that heartbreaking loss, to just dominate the next game was unbelievable. Because I think every Ranger fans remember what happened in the World Series when they blew the lead to St. Louis. When you know they were one strike away from being world champions twice in game six, lost it, and then just got blown out in game seven. So you were like, is is that gonna, is history going to repeat itself? But yep. I think Bruce Bochy being the manager helped with that a lot. Also, obviously, having having veterans like Scherzer on, on the team and Jordan Montgomery and people like that is invaluable as well. Yeah, that's going to be fun tonight. Uh, a game there, There's not much like a Game 7 in October, so and great. that's what we've got tonight. It's two Texas teams against each other. You know, will the road, uh, road victory streak continue? You know, the road team's won every game in this series so far. The Astros have home field advantage for Game 7, so that's going to be a lot of fun coming up this evening. Uh, tell us, uh, Aaron, what I uh, know a lot of conversation about that coming up on the Matt Mosley Show. Absolutely. We will be talking about that for most of the show. We'll still talk, you know, uh, some Cowboys, and we'll obviously talk about Baylor's big win over Cincinnati Saturday, but we will have Jared Sandler from the Rangers Radio Network to talk about the game. We'll also have Dave Raymond, who does the play-by-play for the Rangers on Valley Sports Southwest, to talk about the Rangers as well. So a full show full of Rangers talk as they get ready for Game 7 of the ALCS against the Astros tonight. 
All right, very good. So keep it right here on ESPN Central Texas. The Matt Mosley Show is coming up next. That will get you ready for Game 7, Rangers and Astros this evening. Uh, Let me mention some birthdays before we get out of here. It is Scott Drew's birthday today. Happy birthday to Coach Drew. How old is he? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) How old is he? I could probably figure it out off the top of my head. I'm not sure. Let's see what the Googles say. Yeah. See what you can find out there. But happy birthday to Coach Drew today. It is uh, Jim Barnes, former Baylor volleyball coach. It's Jim's birthday today. Happy birthday to him. Mike Hicks uh, out of China Spring, former Baylor defensive back. It's Mike's birthday today. It's Mike Lefko's birthday today. Mm, Tim Hollinsworth's birthday is today also. That's all I've got. What would you find? Coach Drew is 53 years young today. There you happy go. Happy birthday. And the youngest 53-year-old you'll ever meet. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He's two years older than me. He looks 10 years younger. <laughs> and that's, that's saying right. something. I'm not bragging, but I don't, you know, I look pretty good for my age. Most people guess young, lower. Yep. And uh, if you didn't know it's got, you know, who Coach Drew was and you just had to guess his age, I don't think there'd be many people that would say more than over, like, maybe mid-40s. Right. Exactly. No, that's true. All right. Some other birthdays today. Ryan Reynolds, the owner of Mint Mobile, also plays Deadpool in the Deadpool movies. He turns 46. Doug Flutie turns 60. Director Sam Raimi, who directed the original Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire. He also directed the Evil Dead movies with Bruce Campbell. And the last thing he did was the uh, Doctor Strange movie, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Happy birthday to director Sam Raimi. He's 63. Also 63. One of my all-time favorites. I listened to him so much growing up. Weird Al Yankovic <laughs> is 63, still writing great song parodies. And not a huge country music fan, but I am a huge fan of Dwight Yoakam, one of the best there is. He turns 67. Also, fantastic actor as long as you cast. Well, I don't know. He may be a great good guy, but he's mainly been cast as the bad guy slash villain, and he is great in that role. Doesn't look like much of a stretch. So either he's a really good actor or, you know. Yeah. We'll just say he's a really good actor. Because right. Because Sling Blade, he played a terrible, terrible human being. But he should have probably been nominated for an Oscar. He was so good in that role. All right. Very good. That's a good list. Happy birthday uh, to everybody today, including uh, Scott Drew, men's basketball coach. Coach Drew and uh, Coach Colin will be a couple of the guests at the Chamber Tip-Off Luncheon tomorrow. That is tomorrow. We'll talk about it tomorrow in the 2 o'clock hour and hope you can join us then. But right now, we invite you to stay tuned. The Matt Mosley Show is coming up next. Aaron, thank you very much for making things work. We will see you tomorrow. Oh, Aaron, when I see you tomorrow in the studio, uh, Bruce in Cincinnati uh, has loaded (laughs) us up with gifts. I'm so excited. uh, Since you told me that. Yeah, it's like a bag full, no more than a bag oh, full wow. that I'll be bringing to you tomorrow, okay? I've, I've been looking forward to it All since right. you sent me that picture of the two of you. <laughs> One more day. I'll get them to you tomorrow, thanks to Bruce in Cincinnati. So we'll see you tomorrow. Folks, stay tuned. Matt Mosley is coming up next. Okay, thank you, guys. It's homecoming.